everybody welcome back to another episode of simply unprofessional i'm your host tonight devin joining me we have rob hey everybody it's rob and apple hello and our very special guest himself the man the myth the legend donnie it's me it's me donnie yo <laughs> yo all right tonight um, we kind of sort of have a topic. We have like a smattering of topics. One second. One small child interruption later. I'm back. Um, children exist. It happens. Children do exist. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because they're not my children. I can say that because they're not my children, and I don't have any children, as far as I know. Uh. All right. Uh, for the first topic for the day, um, I have a question. I thought it was going to be just me and Rob, so this actually is like a, a better conversation now that there's more people here. Because I know how Rob feels about like characters in an like RPG game. Like he has his like, I don't want to say he has like his like moral high ground, but I feel like Rob is like usually like the moral high ground when it comes to like PCs. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see relationships because currently in Dragon Age, I have four boyfriends, but it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that if it's consensual. You're Mormon, it's fine. They're brother husbands, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Big poly relationship besties. Yes, yes, poly relationship besties. Uh, what would be your take, everybody, on playing in like an evil campaign, like playing a D and D campaign where you are the objective is you are evil? If the whole party is on board, then fucking yeah. But like, don't be the one person who decides to be evil without conferring with the rest of the group first. Yes, right. My whole take on it. We've actually, I know for a fact that Lex and Ryan, who've also been on this podcast before, are down for an evil campaign. So. <laughs> I have thoughts for an evil campaign, but like, if I tell you the thoughts, I can tell you the thoughts of the evil campaign. I would just never like go into it telling you guys it's an evil campaign. Um, basically, my thoughts were based on uh, Shield Hero, not exactly, but kind of the same logic. Where you are all like heroes of a kingdom, and you do something like you're you're on a mission to save this kingdom, and you do, but like in the process, like something goes slightly wrong um or like something gets exposed and basically the crown turns you evil so i would love to see like the player's perspective from that where like you go in building your character to like you're these like arduous heroes of this kingdom and then you basically get thrown under the bus by the kingdom and because of that you're shunned by everybody and you're treated as like 
scum. Like you used to, you, you, you know, you go from having parades thrown in your honor to you walk down the streets and you're getting peddled with garbage. Um, and there's not like a whole, like I would love to do like a, like a kind of like a slow progression where like you guys are trying to like do things to clear your name. And then every step of the way, it gets progressively worse. You end up just being like, I just would love to see like the collective group, like breaking point where they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. You guys want to treat us like this? This is how we're going to be. Um, and then just letting that kind of naturally and organically happen. I'd be really curious to see how that would like play out like group wise. Like, cause I'm sure you would have people on board to like do that sooner. And then you'd have people trying to like hold out to the last moment before like they hit that path. And you might have some people who would never, who, who, who would like, I'd rather die hated than like actually become what they like say I am kind of a deal. Uh, I think that'd be like a really cool, like game concept idea. But I also think it's like a high, not like a high, like high, high bar, but it, it it's kind of a high bar game. Yeah, um, you would need like the right kind of people and everything else. So, like Rob, what's your take on doing an evil campaign? Would you ever be down for something like that, or it's mm, not in your like your I I would agree to it, but I don't think I'd be able to pull it off. Like I don't. I can't be mean. Like even in video games, like the renegade path and stuff, I try it and then I'm like, no, I can't be this mean. Now, if, I, if you found yourself in my game situation, how would you react? Do you, do you think anyway? You found myself in a situation where like you went in thinking you were the hero and then everything you did was turned and painted you in the light of a villain. Do you think yeah, you would eventually I, break and be like, well, you know what? Fuck these guys. I think the most I'd be able to like uh accomplish is the you know what suffer the consequences of your own actions kind of thing where it's like oh help us i'm like now nah, you don't want my help <laughs> i know how i don't know that i can turn, actively be like no nah. i know how i know how i can get you to turn oh yeah i would just <laughs> post slanderous posters of you being a dog abuser oh <gasps> yeah they're dead the kingdom everyone in the kingdom thinks you, thinks you abuse animals <laughs> i would just blow up a tower <laughs> <laughs> That's so oddly specific, Donnie. What on earth could you be referencing? <laughs> uh, time out. 5E. Oh, okay. Time in. <laughs> Dear FBI agent, <laughs> it's not real, I promise. <laughs> or is it? I mean, or we, we, are, is we, are, we are sponsored by the FBI. I haven't brought that bit on here in a while. We are sponsored oh, by shit. The FBI. Yeah, how well, you doing, Bill? How you doing, George? We buy the FBI. I named him. TM. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with that, George. I mean, I mean, honestly, I think Craig is really the agent of the FBI, um, mm. and that's why, like, right. we've had a, a lot of our issues have been when like Webby's recording and it's not with Craig on there. He gets angry and like disrupts the system because he can't spy on us anymore. Craig is Craig is Craig is the op. Craig is a vampire. He has to be invited in every time. Vampire. He really, he really is. He actually is. He's a according to his picture, he's like a vampire beaver. Which <sighs> a beaver. What? He's a vampire beaver or a bear. Uh, huh. which, yeah, I don't, I don't really. I can't tell by the picture. He's like a really shitty beaver or a bear. I really can't tell. He also could be a dog. I don't know. This picture is very ambiguous for Craig. 
They want Craig to be whoever you want Craig to be. Yeah, Craig, you know what? It's 2022. I'm I'm sorry for putting a label on you, Craig. You be whoever you want to be, be, Craig. I'm here for you. And uh, my Panda Express fortune cookie, perfectly apt. Um, The fortune is you are perfect the way you are. So, Craig, (laughs) you are perfect the way you are, says Panda Express. So, you be you. Uh, But, obviously, Webby couldn't be here tonight. Um, He is recuperating and prepping up for something hopefully epic tonight. We shall find out. The world session one. Well, yes. Um, with that being said, I I mentioned I feel like I, this game would be a game that would be semi hard to pull off, uh, because you kind of don't know how your players are going to react to it, and it will either work well or it will go over bad. In my personal I, opinion, and here's part of my thought on that. I feel like talking about things like you don't have to. You can. Give your player a heads up of what you want to do so that everyone's having a good time without spoiling how it's going to happen. You're going to be like, hey, I might want to take your character down paths where you might not be as liked as you want to be. Like, is that something you want to explore? Because everyone wants to get something different out of D&D. And like, for example, like Webby asked us at the very beginning, whenever I first ever started playing with him, he's like, hey, like, what are some hard no's? Like, you know, slave, like children being slaves, like anything like that. Like, what? would absolutely make you have a horrible time and like you know i feel like that's a very valid and fair discussion anyone should have before starting with new people dm critting me that would give me that that's a hard no (laughs) dm cannot crit me that's Um, not how that works (laughs) well it's actually in the new rules of dnd that is i know i don't like the new rules listen we don't talk about dnd one right now in the new rules of dnd uh they're made just get crit on don't like get crit Me personally, like, I always have a hard time playing a game. Oh, I don't have a hard time playing games with people. Uh, I just have period. A, <laughs> no, I have a hard time. Like, I always, like, Donnie has played in games with me. Raz has played in games with me. Like, I like games that are, like, dark, gritty, and, like, deadly. Well, yeah, um, you like Vamp. That was one of your faves, wasn't it? Yeah, Vamp is my favorite system. Yeah, it's um, very dark and gritty. In general, like, those, like, I, I love, like, D&D combat that's, like, Oh yeah, like I miss the old crit rules where you don't roll extra dice; you just double the damage you do, or you whatever the weapon says the damage you do. So like three point five D and D, like one of the weapons is like four X on the crit damage dice. So if you roll max damage at like level one, like you can get crit, and the weapon's like a four X weapon. It's like cool. All right, I rolled eight damage. Well, all right, as a level one player, the enemy crit you. All right, you got maybe, let's say oh, you're a barbarian and you rolled have like a max constitution or you're a really good con. You got like 19 health. I'm happy for you. Uh, he rolls an eight on the damage, then times four is it. Well, actually on paper, you're almost outright dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do miss like that old, old school dynamic of damage and things like that. But my point of being in this conversation was what are some like, rpg or game ideas that you guys have had that you really haven't like do you think they'd be really cool if you could pull them off but either the amount of work you would have to put into the game to pull it off or the amount of time it would take makes it almost unfeasible like what are like your you know like those like those high and like like those pie in the sky rpg game ideas that you guys have maybe like dnd or whatever it may be game ideas um i don't know if this fully counts but so back in college which was several years ago for me or it was yeah so um 
my roommate and I realized there at the time was no Avatar The Last Airbender, like tabletop role play game books, like guides, anything like it didn't really exist yet, which it currently does now. If you if no one anyone is an Avatar fan, if you didn't know, there has been a group that has made it and it's really cool. Um, So we tried to start fucking making like a month like a monster manual and all sorts of shit and my god <laughs> you ever try to make that shit from scratch like a bunch of them like it's not like just one or two it's like we were gonna make the whole thing and we both got over we were both got overwhelmed very fast and we're like this is a lot of work and then we yeah. didn't because <laughs> it's either like you run the risk of like the risk when you run like down this weird road of like either you're just reskinning stuff that already exists or you're making mm-hmm. stuff unique but then you're making it unique and you don't really know, like, is this balanced? Is this not balanced? right? <laughs> and then you're like, now nah, I got to play test this. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. And then by the end of it, you're just like, I basically just created a whole game. All right, cool. Um, mm-hmm. That that happened. <laughs> I you know I can definitely yeah. see how that would be uh, like a daunting situation. And I've been there. Like I I tried to create a game when I was younger, uh, like a whole whole ass game once before, um, and that didn't work well. Clearly. I still have a game idea now that I really want to do, but the amount of time, energy, and effort from everybody involved, not just myself, would be astronomical, which I'll cover that in a second. Uh, Donnie or Rob, either either one of you ever have like uh, RPG ideas that you really want to like implement or do or like game ideas or whatever that you just, they're just, the amount of time, energy, and effort is just not feasible. Um. Not recently, but when I was a teenager, I wanted to play D and D. But none of my friends liked to play games where you had to use your imagination. Like they all hated Fucking it. Lame. Yeah, this, but they would play games like Hero Quest and Dragon Strike and stuff like stuff that had actual board games. So I I started developing a huge like multi board game campaign where we could use like the different boards as different settings. And I started like first for the D and D spell cards. I started making cards out of cardboard and like cutting them out and like describing what the spells did and all that <laughs> like basically turning D into a board game <laughs> uh but the amount of work that it took just to get like the level one spells done i was like fuck this <laughs> he's like bet because <laughs> that was back at like i think it was like no <laughs> advanced D is when i was doing it or, or... oh lord jesus second edition fuck yeah that. <laughs> nope i'm good mm-hmm. yep i know i know webby loves stacko if you ever want to get Webby going, this uh His favorite. Like, you know what? They should bring back D and D Webby. What Thacko? <laughs> <laughs> he he will he will talk endlessly about his love for Thacko. Um, yeah, Thacko's great. Donnie, I know you've had some game ideas up in that noggin of yours. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is when I was still pretty unfamiliar with actual D and D. Uh, me and Austin wanted to make a Dragon Ball Z version. We started to try to do that, and it didn't go very far. <clears throat> D and D is like the best system for like a DBZ style game. Yeah, I think it. I think it would be fun that way. We've tried just. We tried doing D and D classes and just fluff it. But no, yeah, like I work. guess you could like do the races and then like the class. It could work. Like that, the I think the character building aspect would work really well. You know what? I almost like as stupid as it sounds. I feel like the best like experience for that would be like fourth edition D anD D. 
which I hate fourth edition D&D. But I, I feel like I hate it fourth edition D&D because of how they work with powers and, and shit. And I, they were trying to make it like they were trying to make it like almost anime, but like that would actually work out for that reason. And that's weird because I, I like anime. Like I love anime. So like a game that's like they made it to be more like anime would be like, oh, that's a really cool idea. But I don't know. I, I feel weird about like my D&D games. Like I don't need that in my D&D game. Like I, I lean more towards like dark fantasy than like the other way, I guess, when it comes to D and D. But yeah, no, I think that would actually work really well because then like your like you know like your big finishing moves or like your dailies. Yeah. Like, your, uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Your, Fourth like, edition would probably be better. It would be like the best for that actually. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh. Cause like I, I, I hate fourth. Like I, I, I stopped. Like I when fifth came out, I basically told Webby, I was like, hey. We're gonna keep doing distractions. Like I'm down for that, but like if we don't move over to fifth, like I might be done. Fourth, I was so bored with fourth edition after a while because it was just like you didn't have a lot of options. Like a lot of the powers were like real subpar. So like really like you like oh I have like ten powers to pick from. It's like yeah you got like four, really. Um, you got like four. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah. So my undertaking that I've wanted to do for a while. And I just haven't got around to ever doing it because I just don't think it's ever going to be uh, like feasibly doable with people would be with like a lot of people or even really with anybody because nobody has much time in their hands would be to. And I think I've mentioned this to you before, Rob, and maybe you, Donnie, I'm not sure would be uh, specifically like a Call of Cthulhu style game or something like that. But you sit down and you play it. You play out the narrative. You you know write the story, all that fun stuff. Play it out. And then once it's done, I would go back, listen to the dice rolls, listen to like how the dice rolls happened and the outcome, like what players wanted to do and everything. And then, basically, from the actual like live play, write a script of what happened, and then have each player like narrate and voice their lines in the script so like i'd be like the narrator reading like an audiobook and then for each individual person or line have them like go in and like do what they're doing and talk like if they're like start off the game they're driving in the car down the road and they're having a banter about x y and z well that's where we're going to come in on you guys you're going to come in and you're going to banter and you're going to be talking about stuff and then let's say like in the original game, like a deer ran out in front of you, you had to make a check to like dodge it. You barely made it. You hit, you know, you swerved out the way, but you caught a nail in your tire and you ended up getting a flat tire. I would, instead of that being like the dice rolls, well, the outcome of the dice rolls would impact how I write the story. And I write the story based on the income of the outcome of that happened. And then basically had that re-narrated and then read like voice acted into, and then released as an episode and released two episodes. You released like the raw actual play episode. And then you release like the summarized, but not really summarized, like voice acted episode where there's no, no dice rolls or anything being talked about or in like in-game stuff being talked about. It's just what happened. So it comes off more like an, it comes off more like a play or like a, you know, like a, like a narration. I think that'd be a really cool thing to do, but this is a lot of time. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a huge time investment. But I think it'd be really cool, though. That yeah, that would be really cool. With you'd have to have people that are super dedicated to it. That's the thing. Dude, like, it's, yeah. If I had like a bajillion dollars, I would pay someone to like 
animate some of the cool things we've done in D D games before like i would fucking script it out and like make a little fucking thing about it i have the money i just want someone to animate roy teleporting and teleporting an elevator that's all i need in my life <laughs> uh, roy teleporting that elevator that's all i need i'm good i am good all right well that was that little quick little el topico uh, El Topico. Jesus Christ, it's hand of mine. Um, let's see. Yeah, I've been like working on a world for like several months now. I don't work on it like all the time actively, but when I get new ideas, I like jot them down and stuff. Uh, someday, I feel like someone will get a play in there. But for now, I've played in there before, so. <laughs> Here's another little, like, quick one. Um, do you guys prefer, like, streamlined or more complex systems? What would you consider? Like, what would you consider? I don't know. I don't know. the. Like, I, would, I would say, like, D&D falls somewhere, like, in the middle. Where, like, it, if you take D&D at face value, it's very, like, not, especially 5th edition. I think it's pretty streamlined. It's pretty, like, this is, these are your options at any given time. This is what you do, but there's a lot of optional rules and a lot of different things like quality of life rules you can make to the game that make it much more like in depth and complex, like adding injuries into combat and all the other stuff, which aren't exactly like some of them are like some of that stuff's like in the rules. Some of that's not um, like vamps. Another system I would say is pretty. Uh, you haven't played mage, but like mage, I would say is definitely more in the complex end. Oh, yeah. Of, of like built-in systems because like there's no real like your powers are not just defined they're just or they're not like listed they're just what each individual like level in this power allows you to do um gives you just like a general broad stroke idea and it's your job as a player to then like i'll put that application into into like put that knowledge into like a, a tangible application um so yeah like that kind of a system or like even going to like combat where like you're like there's some systems that take it too far there's some systems out there where like you're spending 35 minutes working out like the damage of one action in one turn because like you have to take into like distance to target and you're doing like actual like calculus if you have to do calculus to determine like while doing math like while just playing an RPG game, that's too far for me. <laughs> like, that's way too far for me, but I also don't like just, like... The best example I can give is, like, it's just, like, a D&D game. Like, D&D, as a basic fighter, you're a fighter, right? You swing your sword, that's all that happens. With every, everything that's gonna happen is just, you're a fighter, you swing your sword, that's it. Maybe you crit, maybe you don't, and that's it, right? But... I think it's really interesting for like melee characters and fighting characters if you go into that as a DM and you like, hey, let's add some injuries. Let's add some different stuff here at various levels that are like make your combat, even though it's not like anything extra, it's just slightly more dynamic. I feel like D&D puts a lot of that on the player and the DM where they have to like, if you want to make your I swing my sword more exciting, you need to like narrate that yourself and that, and that, and that's totally fine. You know what I mean? 
um, being in a situation where you got to narrate and you, it forces a player to more narrate and make and create that like complexity. Whereas some, some systems are like innately very complex. Uh, I look at like burning wheel or I look at a, what game is that? Ace of spades. I think it's called. It's a Western game. And I, uh, I have the system laying around here somewhere in one of my PDFs for, uh, where you can die during character creation. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you can die during character creation. Um, you can if you generate like the wrong, uh, like the wrong, like combinations of like things because you roll dice to generate different things, and during character creation, you can generate the wrong like different combinations and end up with like a disease that murders you like halfway down your story. Uh, so you can die during character creation. Um, and yeah, and then like uh, I think is not 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 Eternals. What game is it? It's another game where you can you're, while generating your character, you can like generating part of your backstory in your character. You can fuck something up and end up as a completely different race than you were <laughs> when you started creating your character. So like, there's fun, cool stuff like that. I I don't know. Like I I, I like games that are like give the option for more complexity. And but also are relatively streamlined. Like a game that I think is like really simple, like Fate Accelerated. Fate Accelerated is simple, like keep it simple, stupid, kind of simple. It's the easiest system ever, and Webby hates it because it's like and it's it sucks because like I think Fate Accelerated is a really bad taste for what Fate actually is. And we played that a lot in uh, with Fate, <laughs> Fate, and all that other stuff with John and Wardens of Annual and all that stuff. Uh, and Fate Accelerated, the Accelerated rulebook is very just to the point. Like I think it's like twenty some pages, where the actual Fate book is like two or three books, and it's like a couple hundred pages. And there's a lot more you can do in the actual Fate game than there is in the act in the Fate Accelerated game. But it's like I feel like the Fate Accelerated game was so simple, it turned players off who had more. It is is not. I don't think it's meant. It's so simple. It's not meant for like these long term games that last like months, because after a while it just gets boring. It boils, it just boils down to, I'm rolling, forty six, and I'm going to barter with my DM to try to get the best possible roll to try to explain myself. And it's like, every time you're just trying to like argue for the best possible role. Um, and it's kind of boring after a while. Like for me, like if a system is too simple, it gets boring after a while for me and I can't keep playing it. Um, that's kind of like not where I met with D and D, but that's kind of like me and D and D. That's why every time I play D and D, I try to play like a different class and something new and something different. Unless like I'm specifically going into a situation where like, I know the group I'm going in is a power game situation. Then I'm building my character from a power gaming perspective, but then I also have more, I have a different type of fun doing that than I do playing just like for RP or whatever type of game. If that makes sense. And I talked a lot, so I'm going to let you guys talk for a minute on how you guys feel about like complex versus simple rule systems. Well, I've only played in D and D I've played, I played like one sesh in 3.5, but I've like, I've had two years of 5e experience, so I'm just, I'll just say I'm content with the system. Technically, I did play in one other system for like a campaign that was like a couple sessions long. Um, and it was similar to D&D. I don't remember what system it was, but it was a different adjustment because there was like, 
maybes in like roles like roles had like brackets to them where it's like a five to ten minute maybe and like a blah 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 and like that was interesting to adjust to but so i don't know i mean i guess like even not necessarily having the experience of playing what would you say would be your um like if you were presented with a rule system what would be your i guess if you were presented with a rule system that you felt was like would you feel like you would be turned off more by a system that was super easy to learn, but not very, like not very in depth or would you be turned off more about something that's like a really hard system, like to get into, but once you get into it and you learn it, you have a lot more options in front of you for how you choose to do things. Hmm. I feel like some. I feel like too simple at some point gets to be like kind of boring. But also, again, I feel like I don't know if I could answer this like to an actual extent without having experienced the extremes myself. But I like how D and D functions. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. How about you, Rob? I know you've played some more systems besides just D and D. Like, how do you? How would you feel about that? Um, I mean, a. Simpler seems to almost always be better. Uh, but I mean, sometimes there's things where it can be fun. I forget what game we were playing, but like it had like a, you know, total success, a success, but, and then something minor bad happened. And then there's like failure, but there's a minor success or, or something. But I don't remember what game it was, but like that was kind of interesting because like even if you succeeded, you might have this something go wrong. And even if you failed, something might go right uh, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, usually the more, the less complicated rules are, the easier it is for everybody to play. So a lot of times, if you're trying to figure out, like, you're like, oh, well, this happens, but wait, I also have this, and then this affects that, and then, you know, and then if you get into, like, percentages, it's like, oh, God, now I have to take out a calculator to play this game. (laughs) That's fair, that's fair. I just know, like me, like I said, I find myself personally, well, the system is too simple. I will lose interest more in the system. But you all, it's like a, it's a weird, I feel like D&D achieves the balancing perfect. I will say that. It's one of the few systems I think that's perfect. Another system I think that does it perfectly is, um, is basic, well, basic role playing, which is like the base system for Call of Cthulhu. But I think Call of Cthulhu streamlined it even a little bit more um, where it's, it's an easy system to learn, really easy system to learn. And you can, but it's complex enough to hold you and complex enough for you to keep playing like long-term. Um, Cause like, I don't know how you feel personally, Rob, but you, you played fate accelerated with fate and John. Mm-hmm. And yeah, John kind of like cut some corners, but he cut corners in an already sis- simple system. Yeah, and I felt like after a while, it was just it was the system was too boring to like maintain and like go the distance for the the length of time that we played that. Yeah, like yeah, you know, what I mean, I felt like if the system had a little bit more, a little bit more like something to, to like sink your teeth into and to be a little bit different than like everybody else that was there mm-hmm. you maybe could have 
it would have been more like interacting and you could have like pursued other options. But at the end of the day, everything boiled down to just, well, how can I make this fit in my best stat and then roll for 46? Yeah. <laughs> and that, and you had a 30% chance, a 33% chance of it going positive, a 33% chance of it going neutral and a 33% chance of it going zero. So realistically, if you're rolling with your best stat, you had a 66% chance of it going pretty okay. Um, which is not really like fun odds for me at all. And Donnie, I know you've played a lot of systems too. Uh, yeah. Play testing and thought a lot of systems. So I'm sure you actually might have a good amount to say about this. Uh, I'm yeah, I have a favorite that I have not played, which might actually let you be able to guess it. Because you mentioned it. Cogdilla? Uh, no, but that would be awesome too. Mage. Mage, yes. I think I mean, you and I would have a blast playing Mage. Yeah, Mage is a great game, Um, but it's 100% depending upon... you got to have players that are able to, like, stretch that weird brain muscle. Like, that, you know, they, they got to be able to, like, connect those dots mentally and be able to do that because there's not really like people have gone out of their way to write books and like where you can like kind of like explain like some basic powers and like oh you can use two dots in this and a dot in this and a dot in this and combine them to do this effect and this is the reasoning why and people have done that and that really helps out especially like i I think if we just stuck to those at first and tried to learn it that way that would probably make it more doable yeah exactly people have done that and that's really cool like there's whole entire like mage uh route what is it mage route route uh spells like things um mta mage the awakening yeah like casting there's whole little different let me see if i can find real quick just because this is for MTG. There we go. Uh, I don't want to do MTG because it'll which got age the ascension ascension calculator. That's what I, a route calculator. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, there's whole calculators online that will let you or like spell helpers and shit uh, from different things and it's weird and you got a bunch of different crap it's 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 a whole thing it's a whole thing yeah you can pick i think i would have a lot of fun with that but i understand that some people would absolutely hate having some people would absolutely hate it or they would just like find like four things and they would just stick doing those same four things over and over again um and if you then took the time to like wanted to help them out, I think certain people would be really receptive to that, and certain people would really be like, "Yo, like leave my character alone." Um, Fair, and that's fine. Like, right? Um, Matilda. I could name a couple of people off the top of my head who I think would be very uh, for it, and against it but yeah i mean 
But yeah, so there's different things to do because like it's different baseline. Like because there's different. The thing about like mage that's complicated too is like not even just like what dots you have to combine and what to do. There's a uh, certain amount of successes you would need to like do that kind of stuff, and then the damage is ambiguous. <laughs> so it's like it's it's all like weird because like a lot of it, and I haven't had the chance to read over like the 20th edition, and I hope 20th edition may have streamlined it a little bit better. But uh, or like the newest edition of Mage that came out, but it's yeah it's weird like it's really weird like it's an honest to god like really weird thing um where you really have to there's a i think there's a lot of uh that system is one of the systems where you need somebody who knows what they're doing like a hundred percent through and through as the dm because you yeah. need a, you yeah. you need the dm to hold your hand um especially early on especially if you're a newer player you or you need at least a more experienced player in that group and it i usually hate i don't hate that but i usually like i'm not the biggest fan of like one or two really experienced players in a group of people who don't know what they're doing unless yeah they intentionally go in for that with that knowledge like i told webby anytime he ever needs me to like if he ever wants me to play in a game and i'm free and with like newer people in dnd i would be a hundred percent down to do it and I'm just going to make a um, a mastermind rogue because the whole thing about the mastermind rogue is I'm just there to help you. Like that. That's it. Like <laughs> I'm just there to help you. Uh, I'm going to make a mastermind rogue and just give bonuses and do it that way. But that's like been like my plan. I'm going to make a character that's intentionally the background character. I don't want to like more like a combat tactician i don't want to like take anybody's shine that's not what i'm here for i'm here just to like provide some backbone to the group and that's about it that's fair i think that would be yeah. pretty fun it would be i mean and i can't really think of any other reason why to play a mastermind rogue <laughs> outside of cheese outside of purely outside of cheese like the cheese of me being a ancestral guardians barbarian centaur and then webby is a small creature as a mastermind rogue who sits on my back and I willingly allow him to be my mount. Um, well, <laughs> be his mount and then we get like triple bonuses. Yes. Um, Cause he gives me bonuses to hit being a mastermind rogue, but then also, or I mean, mastermind rogue is like being a mastermind rogue or whatever he chooses to pick. He gets bonuses for mounted combat. And then I get bonuses. He would be, he would be, they would have disadvantage to try to hit him because of my ancestral guardians barbarian. Anytime they do hit him, I could then like, Curb the attack to me. It was a whole cheese thing I figured out. It was great. I've been bombarding away with a lot of like cheesy strategies in DD that like technically work, but like will work one time and then the DM will throw the book at you after that. Right. So, right. Like, and they're fun. Like, all I'm going to say is Webby, raining elephants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the one where the druid summons like a bunch of animals, but summons them like 20 feet up in the sky. There was yeah, one that I saw. There's, you have to do so is, is that you're close. It's you're a druid. You have to be level fourteen. Uh, be able to turn to an air elemental. You have to have the staff of the staff of swarming. Um, you then cast swarming insects, which in three five e they don't specifically state it. In three point five, one cubic foot of a swarm is a thousand creatures, a, th a thousand tiny creatures. So you do that, and it covers twenty feet around you. That is something like twenty thousand 
creatures. You fly over math, a town or whatever you want to do. Um, thank you. And then you would cast um, what is a spell uh, that lets you change uh, into a, like let you change any creature in your area into another creature. Uh, it's a druid spell. I don't know, bestie. Animal. I'll tell you in a second. Three, two, one. Animal shapes. There you go. Boom. Um, <laughs> you cast animal shapes, and then you just do shenanigans because you animal shape. Which, by the way, elephant fits the bill. Uh, last for twenty four hours. It's an eighth level spell. Choose any number of willing creatures that you can see within range. Uh, you transform each target into the form of a larger, smaller beast with a challenge rating four or lower. Uh, so you would just basically fly as high as you can in the sky and turn all your swarms into elephants. And so even if your DM was like, I'm not giving you a thousand, I'll give you ten tiny uh like flies per foot. Okay, that's still two hundred. So I just turn two hundred. I just I'm dropping two hundred elephants onto a town or an individual. Um, so that's still a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you can do like shenanigans like that. Uh, do you want to hear I the shenanigan you- our group invented at one point? By all means, go for it. I so we I had a staff, my character had a staff of the woodlands, which if you didn't know, you can stick the staff of the woodlands into the ground and say its word and it'll change into a tree. So <laughs> we had this idea and we knew that it was basically impossible, but we also just loved it. If we could somehow impale an enemy on the staff and then have a tree rip up through their insides. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> The butt on top of the staff. Technically, the question is this. Technically, the question is this. If. (laughs) That would be funny, actually. Yeah. That would be really funny. I'd be down for that. (laughs) No one wants a tree up their ass. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm sure you can find somebody out there. <laughs> there is there is some size queen Tarask that would be down. Size queen Tarask. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh I mean, God. but you're right. She is right. Am I wrong? Why um, are you booing me? You know I'm right. Also. And then there's also the um, there's also the glyph of warding shenanigans, mm-hmm. um, where you can, because part of the spell of glyph of warding is when you cast a spell, you can inscribe a glyph that harms other creatures, either upon a surface such as a table or a section of floor or wall, or within an object that can be close, such as a book. It does not say that it takes up the entirety of said book. Uh, you could theoretically take a, a book that's like a hundred pages, and if you took the time to do it, you could cast I don't know, a glyph of warding on every single page of the book. It takes an hour to cast it, but I mean it would take some time. And every single page of the book would be fireball. Oh my god. Um, and then or just an explosive ruin, which is the one that's basically fireball. It's five D eight, right? Deck saving throw, five D eight fire damage or whatever you want to do it. You then close that book and set it to trigger on a saying or a word or something along those lines. You then do the, what is the other one? The glyph of, um, you either can do the explosive ruin if you don't want to waste the spell slot or you can use spells and do a fireball, which is totally fine. 
Uh, but then you also can do the other glyph that I can't remember. Oh no, you can do a glyph and do a spell. Last your last glyph will be a spell stirring glyph that what's the spell that speaks the words I can't think of right now. Um Magic Mouth. I can't think of it either. Magic Mouth. That's the one. You do spell glyph with magic mouth, and you set basically set all the pages to the same trigger word. Uh, and then you set that in your book. So if you want to like blow up a tower, for instance. Like a mage tower, you do that, and then oh, yeah. opens. Just the so you know, stay. as a random example. Random example. So you you walk in, you like, hey, this is like the Necronomicon. You take like a fake Necronomicon, <laughs> and you sit on this podium, and they walk up like, finally, I have achieved this great Necronomicon, and they take a step on your glyph, which uses magic mouth, which then says the words and causes a, a hundred pages to burst into flames, doing fireball damage. And a fireball is how much is David's fireball top of my head, Donnie? I'm not sure. Something eighty sixty eight or eight, something like that. Eight, 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 Unless yeah. they're a rogue. The rogue would be like the greatest thing ever. Fucking uh, evasion rogue. Like, ha ha ha. Or uncanny dodge rogue. I made my saving throw take no damage. I would cry. Um, let's see. So I'm doing a random dice roller for 800 D6. Go. Um, roll. 800 D6. Jesus. Might crash my computer. <laughs> Not going to lie to you right now. Go to roll 20. Do slash roll. <laughs> uh, so... The first time I rolled it, I rolled 2,847 damage. Jesus Christ. The second time I rolled it, I rolled 2,803 damage. The third time I rolled it was 2,778 damage. So somewhere in the ballpark of like like 2,500 damage, right? So 2,500 damage, you make your saving throw, you take 1,200 damage, 1,250 damage. Like, I mean, you know, you might survive that. Who Damn. do you who do you know that's gonna survive two thousand damage? It could be a bar okay, so a bar a barbarian. A barbarian. Okay. Uh-huh. Raging at level a, of fucking a raging 20. barbarian at level twenty who makes the saving throw, takes twelve hundred and fifty damage, and only winds up taking six hundred something damage of it. So you just mm. have to figure out a way to like not die. Like, just as long as you have one over all the things happening at one time so you had a feat that or like an ability that like when you died um you could come like stay to life at like one hp instead theoretically <laughs> you could survive theoretically it, it it's livable it's livable there are, theoretically there is a chance it's not a good chance but there is a chance. Yeah. Uh, there's just like the YouTube channel that I like watch. They have like shorts where they'll talk about like ridiculous combos. And that was one of them. And I was laughing my ass off. Cause I'm like, that actually would work one, two. I was mad. Cause like it, it would a hundred percent get me. Oh, Excuse yeah. me. It's overkill. Oh. Honestly, you only needed to do like six pages in order for it to be a fact, like to kill somebody. You're right. But like, you know, you, 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 Go hard or go home, right? (laughs) Infinite time and money, right? (laughs) Why stop at six? Just what's the point? (laughs) 
I mean, theoretically, you can you take it up to like a two. Why stop at 100 pages? Do 200 pages. Because there's no copy all, machines. You had to do those all yourself. That's why I stop it. I mean, it was always like 800, so 800 pages, 100 pages. Are you trying to kill a town? 100 hours. <laughs> Right, hundred hours. Uh-huh. Assuming you can work sixteen hours a day, that's only oh six, six and a quarter days. Assuming you have a way of like inscribing Fireball that many times, um, oh. you only have to technically do that. It's like six and a quarter days, so not a big deal. No, no, of course yeah. not a big deal at all. You could get there because, like, let's see, like if you're a wizard, <laughs> third level spell. And that's if you cast it at regular level. You can technically upcast it. <laughs> oh my as god! More. So as a wizard in five e, let's say you're a level twenty wizard and you, you pulled off shenanigans because you just wanted to because you were bored. Um, how to bomb a single person five e? Yes, yes. Actually, it's how to bomb anything in a twenty foot radius. Five e. Five e. For dummies. Um. Well, let's see. So five e SRD. Boom. Wizard. Hey, twentieth level wizard. At third level spell, you'd have three, three. You cast fireball per day three times at third level. So it's really glyph of warding, which would, glyph of warding would be, it's a third level spell. Takes an hour. Higher level, if you just did the explosive glyph rune, it'd be one d eight for each slot above third. But let's just stick to fireball. So you cast it three times. So that's three times at third level. You can cast it three more times at fourth level. That's six times. Three more times at fifth level. That's nine times. Two times at sixth level. That's 11 times. Two times at seventh level. That's 13 times. And then one is eight and one at nine. That's 15 times a day. You can cast it 15 times. You can inscribe 15 pages a day. So at 100 pages in the book, inscribing it at 15 pages a day, you're looking at 100 pages in the book, 15 pages a day. You can finish this up in just over six and a half days. That's all it takes. I mean, to be fair, like if you if I was a wizard, hear me out. If I was a wizard and I had like magical secrets on me, like I had like if I had like the actual Necronomicon on me, or I had something like superly dangerous on me, I would a hundred percent have a book like this in my pocket as a self-destruct like device to make sure like when you have those like poison capsules in your mouth, but like for yeah. Yes. Collateral damage. Like, be like a situation like, oh no, I'm going to die and I'm going to let this necromancer have the necronomicon. It's like, no, I'm not. We're not going down this road. I'm dying a hero's death. I'm dying, I'm dying a, a fuck you and everyone around me's death. <laughs> yes. That's when I look at my barbarian and I go, I love you. And I jump in his arms and I say my words, and which the words were, I love you. Uh, and I blow up the barbarian who was Webby. Oh, uh, and we die together because that's what we he would want. Die together. If I'm going down, I'm taking down all you fuckers with me. If I'm going down. My party's not surviving, and I'm not. Like fuck you guys. First off, um, I'm a wizard. You should have protected me. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. my logic. I'm a wizard. You should have protected me. If I go down before the fighter goes down, I'm taking the fighter down with me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Some may look at me and say that I am a bad uh, partyman. Uh, others may look at me and say I'm a man of culture. Y- you decide. I don't know. That's not really for me to say. Hey, Rob. Mm-hmm. 
How long have we been recording? Um, He's like, two, you've been talking for too goddamn long, Devin. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, you're good. Started at 4.42. All right, we're almost there. All right, awesome. So here, I have a question. Answer by all means. All right. What is one race or class that you would never play? Or what's one that you like have always wanted to play but haven't gotten to yet? Oh, that's really easy. This is gonna be really funny, actually, but I'll answer last because I've been talking a lot. I'll let everybody else go first. Hmm. I think it's not like I'm down. See, here's the thing. I'm wanting to play every class eventually. So like, that's like one of my goals. I just think it'd be fun. I'm trying to think if there's like a race that I inherently wouldn't want to play. On the one hand, like I feel like human will be one of the last ones I try. Cause it could be quote unquote, just very in quotes default or boring. And that's just, that's what some people think. And that's sometimes what I think, but also sometimes that's fun. So, like, I'm like, I'm in a fantasy world. I want to play everything that I physically cannot be. But, yeah. Dude, Rob and Donnie, what about you guys? What's one that you'll either absolutely never play or that you really want to play? Class or race? Fantasy world games, I'll just be, I'll play a human and I'll just be successful. (laughs) That's a fantasy. You right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I do like humans. I know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you've, mostly, you've told me why. Yeah. Well, for the audience, it's just because it's easier for me to relate to a human because I am a human, so I know what like they feel and what. That's exactly what someone who wasn't human would, would want us to believe, Rob. <laughs> right, that is true, Rob. <laughs> Fabi, I'm clearly a human, so I it's easy for me to relate to humans. Clearly, wink, wink. You and your giant dog aren't here to unmask me like I'm Mr. Grover or whatever. <clears throat> oh, I, we can't unmask you. We would try it. Would, would you be your face? Be like, oh, he's a human all along. Huh. Uh, but like for classes I haven't played, I've never been. I haven't technically been a paladin yet because <laughs> uh, that game hasn't started. Uh, and <laughs> I haven't also, I've never been a wizard or a warlock. Uh, I think that's it, though. I think I've been everything else. The rarest <laughs> class of all. Uh, as for something I wouldn't want to play, I don't know. I don't think there's really anything that I wouldn't try. I feel that. Donnie? Uh, I don't think I would ever play a ranger. <laughs> God damn it. I, and it's not even hey. like I love the theme of Rangers. I just feel like you could do them better with other classes. Uh, I would play a Ranger in Webby's game. Only reason why yes. because he he gives them bonuses. But like if I sat down, I might be willing to like mess around with one of the like the Drake Warden one, the new one. I'd be willing to mess around with the Drake Warden. I'd be willing to mess around with uh, either the Swarm Keeper or the Fey Wanderer. Basically, all of the new stuff. So the Drake Warden, the Swarm Keeper, and the Fey Wanderer, I would be interested to mess around with one of those. But that's about it for me. On that one, but that's a separate issue. But go on, Donnie. I mean, that's really it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a mute. I'm having a sneezing fit. 
Um, just there's nothing, at least personally, obviously it's my own opinion. There's just nothing that I feel like Rangers do that you can't emulate and also mechanically have better advantages with other classes. That's For fair. example, I think fighter archers are better than ranger archers, and that should not be the case. <laughs> You're right; it shouldn't very, be. Very specifically, if you want to talk about like fighter, very specifically, better um, a half elf fighter samurai archer. Yeah, is stupid because you can yeah. take elf accuracy and get triple advantage. Yeah, that was almost what I played with in this other game, but switched at the last second because I wanted want the feet. Advantage? I I just wanted the feet that bad. We started at level one. I mean, All at least right. at level one, you still probably have more health than a commoner, but not a lot. Mm. It's close. <laughs> you say that. You say that. I've always been killed by killed by a farm boy, and I don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> fuck you up. Pew. That okay. farm boy did fuck me up. He 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 did. He, he did. <laughs> that, that happened. Um, all right, so I guess it's my turn now, right? Yeah, this is, this is the difficult part. Like, there's really not a race I wouldn't play. Uh, I guess, like, if you had to like put a race in front of me and be like, All right, these are your races you got. Like, if you were like, What race would I be like? I guess the least interested in playing, probably a shifter. Um, that I just don't think like they're like they're cool, but they're not like unique enough for me to like really want to like make me want to play them. But like, if I had to play one, I wouldn't be like upset about it. I guess it's kind of the best way to put it. Um, I've played every class in D and D. Uh, only class I've only played the least amount of is actually the wizard, which is hilariously funny. Yeah, that's very <laughs> funny. Uh, the least because I mean I just really don't like I enjoy it's I don't enjoy playing the wizard but I do uh it's weird and he's like yeah. can't relate no. <laughs> I like, enjoy well, playing this, the wizard this is like every group I'm in the wizard's never really needed like it's usually like if I could if I could help it the class the character class I'm never playing it as a cleric because I'm always a fucking cleric I'm always you know like, that Webby will always play the cleric if no one else will, right? What? Well, I know. Like, then that's the only situation I would. If he wanted to play something else, but nobody else wanted to be a cleric, I would. That's the only situation where I would legit be the cleric. I I would play any. I would play a druid. I would play a bard over the cleric. <laughs> I would play. You I, can I be play a druid healer. You can. I mean, really. There's. That's another whole another D and D episode of like. Do you actually need a dedicated healer in D and D, or can you get by with like minor a minor healer? Like, do you really need a cleric? Like the major healers of D and D in past have been considered the cleric and the druid. The cleric being like mm -hmm. the supreme healer. Do you really need a cleric or a druid in your party to be a healer, or can you get by with like a bard? And Webby has a a character. Power. That's a rogue that can bonus action shove a potion down your throat, where right. it's normally an action. So well, like, yeah. Yeah. 
Like that's a rogue healer, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, not you're not wrong. Expensive. You're not wrong. <laughs> I really would love to play a, one of my favorite builds of cleric though, because I think it's hilarious. Is um is a is the cleric with the bow because you can take the feat or the ability that lets you use your wisdom modifier. Uh, I want to make an alchemist that can invent splash potions of healing, like there are in Minecraft. Well, kind of like that. But the thing with the cleric bow, and I always like to like iterate is like literally when he heals you at range, he's just shooting you with a mystic arrow in the back. So like you're on the ground like dying, and you just get shot in the chest with a mystic arrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's, his, that's his healing bolt. Where was there was a fucking build, and I don't remember. I think it was a cleric where they gave you better healing if you were unconscious. So we joked about that you them being like, "I'm at one hit point, help me," and they're like, "Yeah, you're right." Knocks him out, <laughs> heals him. Like, all right, hey, listen, don't move. Or like, I love like the monk. Um, I like one of the monks. The which one is it? The Punch mercy him. monk. One of them the, has yep. like the lay on hands ability. Way of mercy. I yeah. Always picture them just like punching them, punching them, their ally to heal them. Yep, that's way like, of real mercy. Quick, yeah. Just like pull their fist back and just pop them right in the face. <laughs> bah! All right, you're good. You're good. Get out there, buddy. Um, yep. you know, there's like a. I, or you could play like a paladin with like land hands, play a paladin of the Catholic church and just slowly drag him in like a, in like a back room and do like a light caressing. And then you step back out. Um, that may have been a joke in the Catholic priest. Maybe, maybe well, not. I don't know. It'd be funny. Um, there's a lot you could do. There's a lot of weird things you could do. Uh, or like, or like warlock, uh, celestial warlock can put out a lot of fucking healing. Uh, also, they get cure wounds on their spell list. Granted, I mean, we're asking Catholic three spells a day, but <laughs> that's not important. Um, but they get healing light at first level, pool of D6s. So let's say you had, like, in your party, your two spellcasters in the party was a warlock, a celestial warlock, and a uh, divine soul sorcerer. Is that enough healing to... With I can forego an actual dedicated healer. I think it is. I don't think you actually need a dedicated healer that much in D and D, in 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 fifth edition specifically. Just like you don't really need a dedicated tank. There's not like a dedicated tank. There are a couple of classes that have implemented it where you can like take it and build yourself to be like a dedicated tank. But like in previous editions, like your fighter and your barbarian were like your dedicated like frontline melee tanks. Um, and I feel like you don't really need, you don't really necessarily need that role. You don't, it's not a, a required role in your party anymore. Like a, de- a dedicated healer and a dedicated tank aren't really required in like the, in general group makeup. It may help you down the line and it may make things, certain things easier, but it's not, definitely not something I don't think where you really need. Yeah. It's not a requirement in my opinion. I'm with you on that. It's always extremely nice to have a dedicated healer, but yeah, not, but like it shouldn't be necessary. I just kind of want to not. Now I just want to make a druid, but he doesn't take any healing spells. He just take good berries and like here, this will <laughs> you get. Here, one hit point. One hit point fucking, for you. You're getting fucking good berries. There you go. That's your fucking healing. I got my face. <laughs> like good berries. Smoothie. Like he, just, he, just, he just walks up and hands you a pot, hands you a handful of good berries. All right, here you go. These are sensu beans. Fucking use them wisely. I'm not healing shit. I'm going to be a bear. Bye. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be a, a bear. I'm going to be a druid bear. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to be a bear. Bye. That's your healing. 
<laughs> that oh, would actually goodness. be a really funny druid. I'd play that druid. Did they like redo the sports druid? I heard the sports druid is really good. I haven't had a chance to. Play I've it. heard that too, but I haven't really looked at it. The shepherd druid is amazing, but like you, your DM will hit you. Um, the dreams druid is pretty fun. Also, good a good amount of healing. Also, a great. The Dreams Druid is really nice because you don't actually have to take healing spells. If you have somebody else who can do any type of healing in your party, like if you have a Dreams Druid and a Bard, you don't need any other healing. You're good. Because they get the whole pool of D6s uh, as a bonus action. I can spend in the equals your level in the class. So up to 20 D6 of healing. As a bonus action, you can choose an ally you can see within 120 feet of you and spend a number of those dice equal to half my druid level. Roll the dice, add them together. You may also gain one tip hit point per dice spent. I mean, it's pretty nice, right? So like 20 healing, like, hey, boom, you're hurt. All right, boom, bonus bonus action, 5d6. And you're going to come back to life with, what is that on average? 17, 18 hit points and 5 temp HP? Boom, there you go. That's all you need from me. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That plus some good berries. That's all you're getting. Fuck on my face. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is? And and I, I'm charging you for those good berries. Like you're like you're getting charged. This is not this is not a free service here. <laughs> we joked about that. We've been like, am I gonna you guys gonna pay me now for healing spells? Come on. Web, Webby's done that. Webby had a coffer, like a fucking yeah, he carried her on a coffer. That's how me and Webby created uh, our demon and lich combo. Uh, we were originally like travel buddies and uh, it was way back when Colin was still running around and I was just like, yo, I'm playing Roy as a sorcerer. I was like, all right, Webby, um, I'm just going to pay you up front for healing. Let's just do this because I see how this is going to go. Uh, I forgot who, what group I was in, but like I almost got murdered being attacked by squirrels. And I was just like, all right, Webby, I'm going to pay you up front because... I think it was like it was a it, it it was I'm just gonna say the names who I believe was in this group, and I will let you guys comprehend the level of like insanity that happened in this group. If I remember correctly, this group was myself, Webby, <clears throat> Austin, Sabrina, and it either was I think Tamara or Emily. I think it was Emily. May have been Tamara, but I think it was Emily. That would be the group. Um, all of you who know who all I'm talking about, you already understand the level of this group. And uh, yeah, I almost died. Like a character introduction with Colin being a DM who's doing way too much. Char- my character introduction was me getting swarmed, attacked by a swarm of squirrels <laughs> while fighting Jesus. off, while fighting off orcs at level one as a sorcerer. And I'm like, dude, what the <laughs> fuck? So you've like, like two spells. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even give me like a heads up. It was legitimately oh like, all right, this is what's up. These squirrels have a surprise round. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys are good. There you go. You get it's 20. Fine, fucking, fine. You get 20. I, I can make 20 good berries. I'll give each of you guys five good berries. You're good. They heal one hit point. That's all it is. That's up. It's up to you. If guys. I could just put all five in my mouth at once. Then I don't have to eat for five days. And no, I actually eat one berry. No, no, there's a handful in my palm. You don't understand. I can just shove one them in my mouth. Berry. 
They're they're what? very large berries. They're large berries. You you can chip. I have a large mouth. <laughs> you can chipmunk the um, other four. You can chipmunk the other four in your cheeks, but you can swallow them all. whole. You cannot. <laughs> what a fucking bet. <laughs> yes, I do. You cannot swallow oh. them whole. <laughs> I keep imagining. Not gonna lie, when I picture good berries, I picture gooseberries. Have you ever seen gooseberries before? I have. I have. Yeah. That's what I any that's what I picture when I picture good berries, specifically that color of green with that kind of look to it. There was an image of good berries out there, and they were like kind of fucking huge. Um if I remember correctly, like they were like not they were kind of obnoxiously huge. Why are there children screaming? Well, it says up to 10 berries appear in your hand. They can't be that fucking big. I mean, they weren't like, like, okay, not like. Hand. Single hand. Stupid <laughs> huge. But like, they're, I remember correctly by the image, they were like, like grape size, like large grape sized. Which, I mean, if you're swallowing those things whole, it's not going to happen. You're not I can, I can crunch grapes five grapes. grapes. I can crunch five grapes in my mouth at once. Lies. I mean, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but yeah lies i'm calling lies for reasons lies um also real quick to wrap this up to get slightly off dnd because we've done a lot of dnd and rpg stuff i'm gonna run through some i guess i just looked up movie remakes on uh, imdb so i guess we're going to be getting some remake movies uh the next remake movie coming out is hellraiser they're remaking hellraiser it comes post from in october uh this year um, it looks good. I don't know. Is it written by Clive Barker? I don't know. I hope uh, it's good. Hellraiser is one of my favorite. Hellraiser one is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, um, I do not like all the other ones. Are like, <laughs> uh, so the ones that stand out are Hellraiser. I'm looking forward to that. I hope that actually is good. Obviously, in 2023, Dungeons Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Um, that looks. For what I've seen, that looks good. I hope it is good, but it looks good. Good old Chris Pine being the bard. Michelle <laughs> is the barbarian. Rajon Page is the paladin. Justice Smith as the sorcerer, which I do like. I actually like do like the casting in this group. I ain't gonna lie. Sophia Lillis is the druid. Hugh Grant is the rogue, which makes odd sense. Fucking Hugh Grant, man. Why are children yelling? Hugh Grant. Um, the one that's the Hugh most sketched out to me. The one that's the most sketched out to me in 2023 is Gremlins 3. Okay. So they're making a Gremlins 3. <laughs> Apparently, yes. To give you an oh. idea, Gremlins 2 came out in 1990. Um Gremlins 1. Listen, they came might out be making in 84. They're, 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 they not, might... they're, not, they're not remaking Gremlins. They are making a sequel. They're making a, a three over 20 years later. Hey, no, Avatar 2 is coming out this year, apparently. How long? Hey. Avatar 1 was in like 2000? Other I thought movies they were completely remaking like... Avatar, the movie. It's Avatar oh, so. 2, The Way of Water by James Cameron. Oh, boy. Oh no! I'm not talking about the last Airbender, by the way. I'm talking about the blue people. There you are. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. If, if you were talking about that, I was like, oh yeah, we're looking for the new adventures of Ong. 
That's what um, I thought you were saying. That's what I said. I um, hope they remake it. No, they, Netflix uh, was supposed to remake like a live action thing at one Netflix point, but that was. I'm, I'm actually happy. Netflix, yeah. Netflix has been letting me down on live action shit recently. And yeah, like Netflix, this is a message to you, Netflix. I'm going to get real close to the mic here. Stop making live action adaptations of anime. Just stop. Everyone should. Just everyone. If it's like, animated, animated, it's for a reason. For a reason, like it is. It, there are things you cannot do in real life that are in, done in anime and animation. In, it's not true. You can. You can do a lot. You can do with CGI. You can do a lot. The problem is like your whole movie CGI, and a lot of people do shitty CGI. So because they're not unionized and they're overworked. Exactly. Um. Also, too, they're making a Goonies two coming out in sometime in estimated twenty twenty seven. Also, Why? I want to say this just because I have a film production degree, so I feel like I am allowed to speak on these topics with some authority. I am super happy. Also, in things that you hold on, a friend of mine wrote a script for Goonies 2 a couple months ago, and then that news came out, and he's like, they fucking stole my script. They fucking stole this script. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, me and Webby have said that we've talked about a lot of shit, and then we've like, yo, they stole our, they stole our idea, Webby. That's <laughs> like, the FBI is listening, man. Listening. The FBI guy yeah. is listening to well, our yeah. podcast. He actually wrote out the whole script, like a whole sequel script. Like it, it wasn't just an idea. He actually wrote the whole script out. Are any of the are any of the plot elements of the script? I don't Guess know. Find out. I have I've read his script. I haven't seen what the plot is for the second movie though. Uh, let's so see I, if they look at the plot for the second movie. Let's see. I doubt it because it's twenty twenty seven. Yeah, plot undisclosed. A yep. follow-up to the 1985 film The Goonies. You it's because they hope should... that your friend will have forgotten by then that, you that, what that they stole the They should re- they should make a movie version of The Langoliers. Uh, anyone who has done previous SU oh, episodes no. will know The Langoliers. <laughs> Mr. Toomey, Mr. Toomey, Mr. Toomey. Um, Constantine 2, 2023. Uh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe in 2024. Another live action or is that a live action one? A live action one. Um, and Kyle Allen will be playing, um, Prince Adam slash He Man. Uh, I'm gonna post a picture of Sir Kyle Adam here, or Allen, not Adam. Um, spoilers. What if people don't know that Prince Adam is He Man? Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> my my bad. Yeah, right. uh, what I'm gonna say is my guy's gonna have to put on a little bit of muscle for this for this for this He Man role. Um unless they're gonna like CGI his like muscles on or something. I can't post the actual picture, it won't let me do it from my MDB, so I'll just post the image here. Uh you can look at Kyle Allen. There's Kyle Allen, he's gonna be Prince Prince Adam slash He Man. Oh, it posted um, the picture. Oh yeah. He's he's very skinny. You're gonna have to put on a little bit of muscle, a little bit of muscle. Honestly, I would all I would laugh at it, but I would almost a hundred percent watch a movie as long as they promise to put him in like the eighties or like the oh, like, like the, the like, like suit. <laughs> no, 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 like the eighty. I'm gonna get, get to what I'm talking about. Like the eighties blonde wig. Like put him in the blonde bob wig. Put him in the seal wig. <laughs> get the seal wig. Put him in the seal wig. Dave Batista. As He Man, I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking Dave Batista in the seal wig running around with a sword. I would be like, Yes, 
this is my movie. He's already accustomed to wearing like small trunks. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. And uh, who's going to play Skeletor? Um, Randy Orton. Done. There you go. WWE casting. Boom. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm casting everybody as wrestlers. I feel like that would be a. Oh, I gotta do it. We gotta do that. Do that with Webby one day. We need to like pull up like t- like five movies and recast all of them, but just with wrestlers. Recast entirety of the movies with just wrestlers. I think I would I enjoy the He-Man movie if Skeletor did his yelling memes to the whole thing and then just ran away. Until next time. that's the part they don't understand they keep remaking this shit i'm like you guys realize that's the he-man we want like (laughs) he-man is not a cool character like in modern day he-man is not cool stop trying to make he-man cool (laughs) (laughs) like to a young audience a modern audience he-man is not cool (laughs) it is not a cool character stop trying to make him cool embrace the camp Embrace the camp and it will be successful. I guarantee freaking tee it. Yeah, I, like and now I just redid, think of the the he, the fucking He Man song. Um, the redone she wrote, I loved it, but like they they made it very funny with like drama thrown in, obviously, but like they made it very hilarious, and I really liked that. Yes, and now I'm just thinking of the what's going on He Man. Which is the greatest YouTube video of all time. Maybe. Outside of Banana Bread at Work. Banana Bread at Work is a great YouTube video too. All right. And I'm, I'm, I'm just rambling. So we're going to be done. All right. Uh, Rob, you got some science corner for the day? Yep. Um, so science corner. AI is getting able to read our brains. Oh, shit. So they've been like trying to develop AI to be able to read the brains of people that basically can't communicate, that are like stuck in comas, but are awake. Um, So they've been testing it and like having people like having it monitor their brain activity and like they would think a word and it's been 73% accurate at guessing what word people are thinking. So interesting. Yeah. Now I wait patiently for the day that they can, uh, I can like think a story in my head and AI will type it for me. (laughs) That's fair. The only problem is it will like type every thought. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's kind of a terrible sentence. Should I change it? It's just writing all since you're thinking it. (laughs) I can edit it afterwards. That's not the hard part. (laughs) All right, and now life advice with Devin. Life advice. You don't always need a plan. Sometimes you just need to breathe, trust, let go, and see what happens. And that's the part of my life I'm at right now. I'm just kind of just along for the ride. And I think it's fair. That's, that, that, that's fair. Don't overthink things. I overthink everything. At least I used to. Now I'm just kind of letting things go. And see what happens. See where it ends up. It might be great. It might be bad. If I'm not here in two years, it probably went bad. Let's find (laughs) out. I feel like that deserves snaps. Like the way you introed that. Like I feel like I need to snap as like a response to that now instead of like an applause. You know, like a. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) 
hundred percent. You you are correct. That is the only way to act like that. Also, um, all right, Rob, how do we end these? I always forget. Like, <laughs> uh, you ask where like five people on the internet. That's right. Where do we find? I didn't see because I'm used to like Webby doing like the exit music and then doing all that, and it threw me off. But I don't. I, we don't do any of that. We would post. This is weird. What's going on, everybody? All right. Anyway, hey Apple, where can people find you at on the internet? Um, I have a YouTube channel, uh, Apple Schloss, and I have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both Apple Schloss twenty one. I love like your online name. It's great. Apple Schloss is great. It really is. Thank you. Uh, a friend well, said it. A friend made it for me. That's I, because uh, your friends. There was like there was like fifty Caitlins in my school. And there was no Schlosses. So everyone started calling me Schloss. And I like that. And I, my favorite fruit was apples. And my friend was like, haha, apple Schloss, like applesauce. And then I made that every username I own. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the story. That's a great story. No, I really like, I actually love that. That's great. That's why for the longest time, everybody called me Edquist because they knew so many Robs. It's like, uh, well, we had, we had, we had a bunch of Robs and they all left. So now we don't have any more Robs. Yeah. And even though he has not been on here in a while, he has not been a part of distractions for a while. You are still the second best, Rob. <laughs> we have to keep the bit going. Well, you will boy. forever be the second best, Rob. Hey. If you, hey, uh, also unethical life advice. If you ever want your friends to treat you better, just look at them and be like, oh, hey, you're the second. Like, Donnie, you're the second Donnie I know, but he treated me better than you. Doesn't have to be true. But if I say that, he subconsciously will then start treating me better. Because he wants to be the best Donnie. <laughs> I want to be the very best. Like no one Donnie, ever was. I can be. Donnie doesn't exist. So oh, he's just going to treat me better. This is the better. new intro song. He's just going <laughs> to he's just gonna treat me better. Knowing that I there, out there in the world, I met another Donnie who treated me better than he does currently. So, which is not possible. Donnie treats me very well, people. Very, very well. I love Donnie with all my heart. Speaking of which. Donnie, where can they find you online? I'm, Rob, where can, speaking of Donnie, Rob, where can people find you? That's what I was about to do. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie, Rob, where can they find you online? <laughs> but no, uh, Donnie, I don't know if I'm supposed to go or not. Do I go? Does Rob go? <laughs> yeah, Donnie, go. We know you cool. don't have shit online. You don't have an online presence. Sure do. You do? do. Bullshit, it's... prove it. At Jack's Forest Walker, all one word. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You bought it off Webby. You bought the Jack Forrest Walker handle off of Webby. I sure did. Everybody messaged me, so I know who it is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, all right, Rob, where can you find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. Awesome. Playing you the last find... month of Overwatch. It's going to be gone Oh, forever. my God. It's so terrible. That That's awful. Oh, my God. The last month of Overwatch. Whatever Listen. will we do? Listen, do I like Overwatch. Okay, Overwatch. Oh no, no, I used to love Overwatch. I did, <laughs> but then I realized, like, I I realized like, how infuriating, infuriated Overwatch like made me. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna delete this game. So I deleted it, and I've been a happier and more productive and better person ever since. Yeah, nobody plays it anymore but me. It is a like Rob is literally the only person in North America that still plays Overwatch. He queues for like 40 hours and then they're all just bots of himself. Um, yep. True story. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, you guys can find me on the internet at DMP underscore Pookie. You can find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on eBay rambling 
and trying to find some banana bread at work. Hell yeah. Actually, Rob has banana bread. B still plays too. I play with B all the time. Uh, but yeah, I made banana bread because Webby wanted it. Banana bread is delicious. Also, too, since you did that, you should watch a video I posted once this is over because this video is hilarious. But it, always fuck boost your goal, guys. Right? Fuck boost your goal. Yeah. Fuck boost your goal. I ain't the kind of wary time. I was like, I was spoiled, like having like in person.